Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ren Presents the Beacon. Today I'm joined here by my associate from Jiu-Jitsu. His name is David Lee. He's actually a tattoo artist working at Red Buddha Tattoo in Newport Beach. Say what's up, David. What's up? So let's jump right into it. David, um, when did you start tattooing? I asked that. Um, you kind of forget what year it is after so long, you know? Yeah, I want to say six years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe like seven years ago. Almost, yeah, about seven years ago. Something mm-hmm. like that. I moved to this area. Yeah. I mean, is there any particular reason that drew you to this area? Was it like yeah, a actually, it story? was uh, tattooing that drew me to this area. Oh, word. Yeah, because, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, like, you probably not, but, like, there's a lot of, there's a big tattooing scene out here. Like, um, I know there's some in Alhambra, there's some in Rosemary, San Gabriel, right, especially. Right, right, But, like, they kind of all came from, like, this area. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, the style of tattoo that I'm interested in doing and stuff like that, and, like, I had, like, early exposure to and stuff like that. And, like, I'm not just talking about, like, Asian artists. I'm talking about, like, uh, black and gray artists, too. Like, there's, like, good tattoo artists that came out from this area, San Gabriel Valley area and stuff like that. So... And I got like a lot of work done from this area, like before I started tattooing and stuff like that. And so naturally, I just kind of came out this area, you know what I mean? Like, cause I was like, well. It's kind of like a cultural hub, you know, if you think about it, you come here. Uh, when did you get your first tattoo? I was like 15 when I got my first tattoo. Yeah, I was, I was pretty young too when I got my first tattoo. Yeah. I only have one, but I was pretty young too. What did you get? What was your first tattoo? I got something that said the West Coast on across my chest. Like, I was like freaking dumb. Like, <laughs> was stupid. I actually ended up getting covered in laser. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at yourself now, I see that you're covered in tattoos. You got sleeves, you got neck tattoos. Yeah. I mean, how did um, you kind of like get into it? What was it that drew your attention to tattooing? Uh, I think anybody who's ever been to a tattoo shop has like imagined themselves doing it. You know, like it's just like it's one of those things. Right? It's, it's not for me, though. Like, I've really? gone to tattoo shops. Uh-huh. But for me, like I'm not artistically inclined. I can right. speak to people like I have different skill sets. But I think that's what makes you an individual. The fact that you're right. good with it. Well, here's the thing, like, I, well, I think a lot of people, I wouldn't say, like, everybody, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they can kind of see themselves doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I kind of, like, I, gra- I just was, like, attracted to it. Like, it was, like, it seemed, like, fun. It seemed like a good way to make money. It seemed free, like, you, like, you have freedom and stuff like that. And, like, you kind of just, like, it's kind of like a, like a fun, interesting job, you know what I mean? And that's, like, unorthodox, you know, not like, the school wasn't for me, you know what I mean? Who is it for, to be honest? I mean, not a lot of people, myself included. You know, like, I'm in an unorthodox field. I do marijuana. I do a podcast. I do jujitsu. Uh-huh. But you want to, like, live outside the mold, you know? Right, and I think most people would want that for themselves uh, for the most part, but they kind of don't know how to approach it or they're too afraid to take the leap or something like that, you know what I mean, and take the risks and stuff. But, uh, what was it like for you? Because you know how you say you take the leap? I mean, what was it like originally when you first moved out here and you decided that you wanted, you wanted to start doing tattoos? Well, what was the question? You know, like when you take that leap forward, uh-huh. it's an, a very unorthodox lifestyle. You're not used to it. No one really gives you a guideline on how to do it. So what was it like? I mean, can you recall what, was, what it was like to come out here to start the process, like opening up your or taking your first uh, appointment, doing your first tattoo? Um, what was it like? It was mm-hmm. Uh, it was exciting. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Because I was mm-hmm. younger. I'm relatively young now still, but um, I was a lot younger then, and it was just exciting. And uh, then like, it's kind of like uh, one of those things. Like you, you know, like you're like never satisfied with when you meet a goal and stuff like. It's not mm-hmm. what you think it is when you get there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because once I started actually like getting into tattooing, like I was actually at a shop and I was like apprenticing and all that stuff. 
I was like, okay, like then I was like, you you would think I'll be happy to be like in that position that I want to get myself into, right? Because mm-hmm. like now I'm actually like taking steps towards reaching my goal, right, or what I want to pursue and stuff, right? But then when you get there, it's like, oh wow, like there's a lot to learn and like there's a lot start, of work, a lot, a lot that of needs work, to be done. And, yeah, exactly. And then I was just like, then you start feeling like insecure about that kind of stuff and like worried and like anxiety from it and like it's like, oh shit, like this is not just you're not just gonna just. It's not gonna be easy. Yeah, you know, you, gotta, you gotta work your ass off. Right, you gotta right. like put in the hours. Easy. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. So it's just like, because it's almost like, uh, think about it like, you're like, when you're in high school or something like that, like, say you were interested in school, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait to get to college and stuff like that and do it. And then you get there and you're like, fuck, this is overwhelming. You know what I mean? It's not like, what you expected. Yeah, you know, yeah, like the classes exactly. are heavy. Yeah. You just gotta learn so much. And you don't think about it because when you're younger, you kind of have like a shorter attention span. You think, oh, like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get this done. But when you actually have to put in time and effort and work, it's, I don't think it's not even only that. It's, I think it's like you haven't really been disappointed in life yet at that mm. point because you're so young, right? Mm, that's like a good, you that's a, really, that's a good one. That's a good you one. haven't really like uh, failed at anything because you haven't really tried at anything now, you know mm. what I mean? And then like that's how you kind of navigate your way through the world, I guess, and through your life is when you like kind of, um, yeah, go through these ups and downs and like uh, have these doors close on you or whatever, right? And then these old, new ones open up for you and stuff and then you can kind of figure out where to go from there i guess you know what i mean through trials and tribulations and that's why i think like if you haven't gone through that yet like then you don't really have anything to fear right until you get there and then like oh then you come to the realization like okay like there's a lot of work to do and this is not going to be easy and like can i even do this it's like those kind of questions start you know popping up in your head right self-doubt yeah self-doubt exactly that's what it is you know and so I mean, would you would you be comfortable talking about some of the times in your life when you had that like overwhelming self doubt, if you can recall any? Yeah, of course. Kind of like uh, how you were able to like work through it, maneuver through it. Yeah, I mean, it. I kind of go through like even the, like on a daily already as mm-hmm. it is. Like so just because um, like me, to, like I want to say like I I look at other artists and stuff like that, like tattoo artists, people in my profession. It's like yo, like the competition is like it's fierce. It's, it's fierce. The competition you know is fierce, I mean? man. You know what I mean? And so like that like makes me like it also keeps me on my toes and not cocky right mm-hmm. and also but it also makes me like damn like that shit is like how do I, how am i gonna get there you know or like what do i gotta do to get there like that you know what i mean to be that good you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying and I so like those just like sucked out in that and stuff like that you know but, um, and that was kind of the same thing too like when i first started off i guess it's always kind of been there you know and uh, it is there it's there but i feel like uh now like, you seem like a much more confident much more well put together person while maybe a few years ago when you first started or like two years in i mean it wasn't as easy you know yeah yeah well uh that's i i mean you, you didn't know me back then but I, I would definitely say that from what i'm telling you i guess you can they kind of assume that right mm-hmm. but um yeah i agree though even though uh because i i think uh as you get older and mature like how old are you I'm 29. You're 29? Okay, so yes. we're about the same age. Like, I'm a little older than you. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when you get to that age, like, about 29, like, heading towards your 30 and stuff like that, like, uh, I think... Um, Something kind of just clicks in your mind because I've had that like, happen. Yeah, you, well, I think I think, uh, I think you just mature and you just be like, hey, it is what it is, you know what I mean? And, like, you're going to... You're going to progress or whatever. Your worries in life, like, you're going to deal with them the way you're going to deal with them and stuff like that. Like, um, I think you just... I agree with that, but I want to add like another little twist to it because yeah, like we can deal with things a certain way, but there's also like the next little bit, like when you compete, when you do something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, you know, like you're doing it because I mean, personally, I want growth. 
you know so i'll i'll compete in jujitsu i'll record podcasts i'll try to make music it's just trying new things because i mean have you been comfortable recently like not really willing to move out of your comfort zone just doing the same thing day in day out and like okay with that complacency in your life or are you like always thirsting for more always hungry for more yeah i'm always hungry for more like i'm always hungry for more it's just sometimes like the motivation to like uh Progress. push myself mm. yeah it's not there though you know what i mean or i'm like i'm just tired i mean what is it like with your friends i mean when you hang out with your friends you have people that you can talk to about certain things because i mean this is your first time doing a podcast uh-huh. you know i mean do you feel comfortable doing so and talking about these things uh i think it depends on who it is you know what i mean but yeah i have like a like a like a very small amount of friends to kind of be able to talk to them like this and honestly to to be actually completely honest though like now that you ask it i was like uh, I don't think I've ever had like uh, anybody ask me. To, well, I know for a fact no one's ever asked me to be on a podcast or like have a conversation. And honestly, like I kind of I welcomed it because I actually don't really have people to talk to. Like on like mm-hmm. I don't think even a lot of people do this. To, to be honest, like have a it's not as common as it should be. Like where like you sit down and actually have a, conversation. a fucking conversation, like a real ass conversation. People are <laughs> too busy on their phones and like you know it's just. It's just not as uh, common as it used to be in like the old in the older days. You know what I mean? Because like, just, you make it sound ancient, but you're right. Everybody communicates through social media now, yeah. and, like through texting, like really quick. And it's just like even when they get to where they're supposed to gather, like they're on their phone videotaping and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like they're not even really there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. They're they're there, but like well, we're there, but like we're not almost. You know, we're not really present. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like. It's a, it's a, um, I want to say like an Eastern philosophy where you're not supposed to worry about the past because it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Um, the future is not guaranteed to you. Yeah. The only thing we have is the present moment. Right. And a lot of people, because they're so focused on social media, uh-huh. they'll choose to focus on social media. Like it'll be you and me here sitting, talking, or not even talking about you and us just sitting here on our phones. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how like watered down society has become because of social media. Right. You know, and like, if you're willing to welcome these conversations, I mean, think about jujitsu. Like initially when I met you, you didn't seem like you were too welcoming, but I knew there was something there's just in your eyes, like personally, uh-huh. that spoke to me. Like you have things that you need to get out or things that you want to talk about. Right. And there's a lot of wisdom there, a lot of like things that you've seen, shit you've seen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you tell me like people don't ask you questions like this often or you don't have interactions like this often, it's kinda of like a it just shows you how kind of weird of a time we're living in. Right. You know? Right, right. But this is the future, right? And yeah, this, this is the future. Yeah, this is just the future. And uh, what made you, uh, what, what, what in my eyes do you feel like there's something there for you to be one? It was this in- intensity. Right. You know, because right. like, you know, when you see some people, like, I'll make mention because I had gone to like a casino recently. You know, when you go to a casino and you see these people, they are just staring at a screen, gambling money, and like, their right, eyes right. are kind of dead. Right, right. You know, but just seeing you at class, seeing you spar with people. Uh-huh. It sets you apart from some other people because there's people that will stand there and they're kind of like standby, like wallflowers. Mm-hmm. They don't really say or do much and they're kind of just coasting through life. They're skating through life. Mm-hmm. But seeing you with that fire, that ambition, it actually motivated me to improve my game as well. Very oh, little right. things like that. Yeah. Very little things like that. But right. it shows like how strong your character is. Right. You know, and the fact that you would willingly because you walked in here on the podcast, we didn't even have to warm up. We just, we just got straight into it. Right. You know, like some people I have to I have to like gas them up and build them up uh-huh. and like we'll start recording randomly. 
we've been we've been recording and you're doing wonderfully man right thanks uh i'm glad i inspired you or motivated you to mm-hmm. uh train harder and stuff like that i didn't know i was doing that i was just doing it because like i don't want to lose you know i'm competitive you know what i mean like uh so that's all that was so that's cool no but also like the way you asked me to be on the podcast and stuff like that like uh Super like, honestly your personality your personality like you come off like genuinely like friendly and cool and uh so i was like uh yeah, what's the worst that could happen, you know? <laughs> Shoot. You don't seem, like, sketchy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you have, like, an ego or an attitude or anything like that, you know? Trust I mean? me, all that stuff is there when it's necessary. Right. But it's just, like, a lot of stuff that you read in books. Like, I've done a fair share of reading here and there. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, why would I need ego? If ego's going to hurt me more than it helps me, right. then in competition, I'm going to need it. But if it's, like, a friendly conversation, if it's, like, a friendly interaction, it's oh. only going to hurt me more than it serves me. Right, right, right. You know? And like even for you, like when you're doing tattoos, or even me when I'm doing a podcast, if my podcast isn't up to par, mm-hmm. then I gotta make a comment. I gotta make adjustments. When you're doing tattoos, if your tattooing isn't up to your standard, it's not good enough. You gotta improve. But that's why standards are so important. Like, do you have standards when it comes to like your your profession and the things that you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, would you be able to like kind of dive into them and like what you have as a standard now and what you want to improve upon if you're comfortable with that? Yeah, are you talking about tattooing or in life or what, what are you talking about? I think life would be a way more, a better um, <laughs> euphemism or a better um, analogy for now. So yeah. let's do life. Uh, so my standard in life, like, well, I mean, like, what, what, what part of my life, like, are we talking about? I mean, we could talk about just self-improvement. Um, I feel like self-improvement is the best because if we talk about financial, that can be improved by self-improvement. If we talk about, like, certain aspects, self-improvement. So let's talk about self-improvement. Um, so say you are where you are. I feel like everything goes back to like tattooing them because so it's Mm. so intertwined in my life. But Mm. I guess like, uh, to kind of get away from that, I mean, like my personality, like I would like to, I think there's always room for improvement for your personality. Right. Like Mm. I would like to be nicer and not as short tempered and stuff like that. Those are all things I've made adjustments and improvements on in the past few years. Like Mm. a lot, I think so in, in my opinion. And so things like that yeah yeah so yeah other than that i can't really uh it is a pretty loaded question it, it takes time question. yeah it takes it time for you to question. answer yeah i mean it's just just being a better person all around you know mm-hmm. i think that and, uh, a lot of that has to do with just being kind you know what i mean being a nicer person right and that's the reason why i train jiu-jitsu is because it humbles me it keeps me humble and stuff like that it's like it's hard to think you're the shit or like you're as tough or a badass what's up choking you out someone yeah, yeah. Being choked <laughs> out, like on the regularly right you mm-hmm. know what i mean and so it's just kind of like yeah I, I that's one of the reasons why i train jiu-jitsu because i feel like it keep, gives me a healthy ego it keeps me with the healthy ego did you ever have like issues with your ego when you were younger maybe say oh six, yeah seven yeah years ago? for sure yeah 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 for sure like i think all the way up even up until now i had uh, troubles with my ego but I think it's a lot better than what it used to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had a huge ego. Like, what was it like before? I mean, did your ego ever cause you issues? Oh yeah, of course. And like friendships, course, relationships, huh? yeah, family. Yeah, of course, man. My ego like got involved. It got it in the way, and like, it affected me in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? And it, it just comes from, um, uh, I think, a lot of insecurity where his ego comes from too. You know what I mean? Like. I think it's there's like a healthy ego to kind of get you through the day right and like mm-hmm. you know go through your life in general you know and uh, be able to like set up your own boundaries and uh 
yeah be have confidence in yourself right that because that comes from ego so but it's a healthy ego right but i think like when it's like a big one where it's unhealthy like the way i used to have it or maybe even i still have it to this day but not as bad um it could definitely it limits you like you said right and it doesn't help you but i don't know i think it's kind of hard when you don't realize you have that ego right when you're younger yeah, and stuff. it's the understanding they talk yeah. about that a lot when they mention self-reflection like right. the whole journey inward and just like looking towards yourself because of course you could be egotistical it's fine if you know what you're talking about uh-huh. but i can't tell you that i know life like through and through i've been through my fair share of stuff and you have too Right. And the fact that you've been able to like learn things, it's mm-hmm. just wonderful. But think about it. Like think about the people out there that, for the most part, think they run the world that nothing can stop them. I mean, how much is that going to hurt them and the people around them? I I don't know. That's yet to be seen. To be honest, because sometimes like you feel like uh, some people with the biggest egos are the most successful people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, they're and that's what they, they portray on social media. Right. But I mean, like to a certain extent, like someone, like let's just say for like. Like, well, let's talk about fighters because I feel like mm-hmm. a champion fighter, like uh, MMA fighter or boxer, like Floyd Mayweather or somebody like that, mm-hmm. like they have huge egos, you know, there's no there's no denying that, you know, and I think it's hard to deny that they don't have that money either, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's not just social media, you know what I mean? Like they really have that, right? So I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy that you mentioned that because I was actually talking, we had talked about Conor McGregor recently. And there was mention of how when he was like in his prime, he was super cocky, super confident, and he was winning fights left and right. Right, right. And when he took a step back, and I'm not too sure when it first happened, but I remember watching the fight with Dustin Poirier. Uh-huh. And he actually, he lost that fight. Because he got he was acting humble, right? Yeah. The first one, right? Yeah, I believe so. The first one. Yeah. Or the, was it the second one? Second one, he broke his leg, whatever. Oh, yeah, the first one, the first one. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and I feel like, uh, so you're, you're, you, I feel like that's what makes you want to, like have an ego in the first place too is because you feel like it's going to fuel you and drive you to like a place where you want to be right or like mm-hmm. get you to your goals right so that's the healthy ego that we just talked about right well it's the helpful ego maybe okay i mean maybe not, not healthy but helpful yeah, that's a better yeah, a better way to put yeah, it it may not be healthy you know what i mean because mm-hmm. like like everything like everything goes up must come down right so it's not going to be fun when it when it starts going down like, like what's happening with conor mcgregor for example since mm-hmm. we're on that Right, like it's he's not that great, or been doing great these past few years, right? As far as fighting goes, you know. But uh, uh what's your background? What's your ethnic background? I'm Korean. Korean. Okay. Yeah. What What is it like tattooing people in Korea? Because I've heard a little bit about it, but do you have any more information regarding it? Uh, I just know that it's um, it's illegal. I think I'm pretty sure it's illegal, and like I heard that you need like a medical license or like some kind something similar to a doctor to be able to actually tattoo but um the the whole argument for that was that if you like you're a doctor like why would you be tattooing you know what i mean yeah because like, you'd be well i mean like I, you can make doctor money tattooing but uh you know if you're gonna go to school and all that stuff and, and all the um pay for why not that. use that time that you use learning in school to actually be a professional medical doctor yeah exactly yeah. so that's why it's uh, kind of stupid to have that but it really uh, is because like, like we talked about earlier like school is not for you school is not for me yeah. so it's kind of like why would we want to go through at least eight years of education just to become a tattoo artist when i can spend that or you can spend the eight years tattooing and becoming you know a master in your field right yeah but i mean i think there's stupid laws and like lot of countries you know not just in korea like in the states too you know there's stupid laws and uh it is what it is <laughs> you know you just it really is this, you, know, you know like there are things that go against the grain and for the most part it's it's meant to like keep people not in debt but for the most part let's just say it's meant to keep people in shackles 
Right. You know? Right. And we won't dive too deep on that because that does get a little bit political. political. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not trying to yeah, um, yeah. step on toes there because yeah. I really don't care personally. And what right. I care about is like, oh, are my people happy? Are the people that were living or around us happy? And right. if not, what can we do to affect that change? Right. You know. So one thing that I heard about Korea that I really like about um, the culture is that they're very particular with what they do in regards to beauty products, foods, things of the sort. So it kind of makes sense why like. Not, it doesn't make sense, but it does kind of go in line with the whole idea of like, oh, being a medical professional to be a tattoo artist. Does it? Um, what do you think? I don't, I don't know if that's what it is. I just think like, um, they just look at like tattooing as like a medical procedure. You know what you're I mean? You're breaking skin, you're using the needle. Yeah, exactly. And so like they, that's like the standard of like, if you want to want to do that kind of practice, you know, like you should know about like freaking medical stuff, I guess. You know <laughs> it I mean? make, that part doesn't make sense to me right, at all. Bro, right, at all. But, uh, I don't know. Like, I just think they don't, I think honestly, it probably comes from lack of knowledge of like what, like the actual risks of tattooing are, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And the majority of it is like, as far as like, like uh dangers go like hazards go is like freaking like um blood bone pathogens and like those kind of skin infections and stuff like that right would you be okay with like diving more into that because i've never heard about like the the downsides of getting tattooed some of the repercussions or some of the things well i mean the dangers of it is that like there's you're dealing with blood and stuff like that right and so like you know like blood is a carrier for disease and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you just got to be safe and clean and that's about it other than that like it's not that dangerous you know what i'm saying like as long as you're being sterile and uh when you when you when you learn to tattoo here as far as the states go like you um you gotta go through a bloodborne pathogens test it's an online course like two hour crash course you know what i'm saying but you it gives you the gist of like how to not cross contaminate you know what i mean it's basically like how you would like handle like freaking raw chicken in the kitchen right yeah you, know like I mean? you never put raw meat above vegetables yeah exactly like, exactly it's, you know, it's right. information that stays with you for a long time right once you learn it right 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 so like um yeah it's just about that like freaking not touching things after opening skin and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like touching back onto the skin and stuff like things like that things need to be wrapped in plastic basically just like a lot of things you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i really uh, wanted to ask about some of your tattoos because like you yeah. know like you see people are tattooed or they have tattoos on them uh-huh it's it takes some time to like or some familiar familiarity to go up to a person and ask them oh like how can you got this tattoo or how can you got that tattoo uh-huh. like would you be okay with describing some of the tattoos the tattoos on your body that are yeah that meaningful then that mean something to you uh honestly like when I first got my tattoo, the reason why I'm so heavily tattooed today is because like I was just like I was uh, like I was like a tattoo collector before I was a tattoo artist almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was a tattoo enthusiast. Maybe that would be a better word for it. Um, so I never really cared about like what the meaning was. You know, mm-hmm. for me, like it was more about the image of like having like a cool image that looked cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that looked kind of uh, whatever masculine. Anything that would make me look a little bit more cool whatever like, mm-hmm. the aesthetic of everything yeah yeah exactly and so like i didn't really care about the meaning and the funny thing about tattoos is, like you kind of find meaning or you can find meaning in the tattoo after you get it you know like i have koi fishes on my arm you know and i just uh, happens to be that I, I, it turns out that i'm a pisces but i don't like i don't remember getting the koi fishes thinking like it's for that know, reason for right? that reason you know uh-huh. i like the way the koi is looking you know what i mean and, and it has meaning behind it in itself for, like like you know wisdom because they have longevity and they live long and stuff like that something about fortune too right yeah yeah it has a lot of good like like meanings you know i mean Mm. good fortune behind it so it was kind of like all that and it's like 
okay, well, did, did I even care about all those meanings? You know what I mean? I don't, me personally, I don't give a shit, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I would rather have a cool tattoo or a tattoo that looks good. Like, my, 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 my position on it is, like, I'd rather have a tattoo that looks cool and does is meaningless than fucking have a good ta uh, shitty tattoo that's like has, that has a deep meaning. meaning. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a really, you know, a really good way to, to look at it, honestly. Because like, <laughs> honestly, because this is from a tattoo artist, like uh -huh. fucking the most important part of like a tattoo, I think, is like does it look good you know what i mean mm -hmm. if it does then fuck it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it looks good you know like does it, does it look right like forget about like you know what you want in the damn tattoo you know i mean like, yeah like not forget about it like that's important right but like does it look good you know what i mean at the end of the day yeah because that's the biggest thing like a meeting right is one thing but when you yeah. get to a tattoo it's not artist, executed right yeah. yeah if it's not executed right you're not going to be happy with the finished product you're not going to be happy so that's a really important thing. I never thought about it that way. Because I'm the kind of person that would look for more of a meaning. Right. You know, mainly because I'm kind of like esoteric in nature where I want to like see things and feel things. And I guess just garner experiences based off of that. Like on my tattoo or my tattoo says prosperity through perseverance. Uh -huh. You know, and I really like the idea of like being able to succeed in life through hard work, dedication and things of the sort. Uh -huh. You know, and for me personally, like I never thought about the visual looks of it. I'm gonna take that little like lesson from what you just told me and apply that because I do care about aesthetic. If my tattoo doesn't look good, I'm not gonna be happy. Right, you know? right, and that's why like it's important not to like freaking uh, be too controlling in your design if you ever do get a tattoo from somebody. No, dude, like, you like, should. I want it like this. I want it like that. Fuck, like, no, hell no. I want you to move it like yeah. this. Like, yo, like are now people you're... like that? Oh yeah. Oh for my sure, god, for sure. they gotta you know chill, mean? dude. Yeah, you know, cause like everybody like. I have a lot of people too that they come into like yeah I'm an artist as well and like and I'm like good for you man like, okay it's and like, it's just like yeah I, I like it already feels like you're they, they're gonna yeah they want they just get too involved uh -huh. they're just too uh -huh. involved in the design process like you don't know how like it sits on your body you know what I mean and like the things that come into uh, play when it comes to designing and placing a tattoo on the body you know what I'm saying and so. It gets kind of like, but whatever you gotta be have a good attitude about it and stuff like that. You gotta be a professional. Of, yeah, you know what I mean because like you can't be a dick about it. You can, you know what I mean, but it's not very going. It's not gonna be a good, uh, you know, experience for them, and it's not gonna be a good experience for you either. You know, it's the best thing to do is kind of just kind of walk them through it and stuff like that. You know, I like that. I like that mentality. Yeah, it's, it's healthy. Try to, yeah. You know? yeah, but I wasn't always like that. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. When I was first starting off, I was like, Did you have like, um, issues with like some of the people that you were tattooing about? Like what they wanted to put on their body or like any yeah well it was just like it was just like i mean I, I could think of a lot of situations you know what i mean it was like the people want to place it here and they're like oh no i want it right here and like that and it's like well, i want this small. It's like you got to explain to them like you can't get into this small you know because it's not going to last it's going to start blurring up in the future and stuff like that things like that they don't people don't know that you know what i mean and so like and uh, mind you i got to explain this to every time like someone comes in a lot of times you know what i mean when they come and get a tattoo you know because like i said people get tattoos for the first time like like a lot of times you know like like i said i tattooed a lady that was 44 god gave her a first tattoo like the other day like you know mm -hmm. what i mean and so like i it was on the finger and i had to give her that like uh that that story i gave her it was not a story the truth about like how finger tattoos heal up and stuff like that and like you still want to proceed with it and I'm like okay now you know that you know that there's a good chance it's gonna fall out on the fingers then you know we'll do it you know that's fine but just know you know and i got it has like a lower shelf life because what happens with the hand tattoos it's just like it's, it's constant just the skin is really like it's like kind of like elbow skin you know it's just like really tough to work with and mm -hmm. like there's not much uh 
it's like uh, layers of skin. I guess like the top layer is called the epidermis, mm. and so like that's this the layer of skin that gets dyed with the ink, and that makes that holds the tattoo essentially. Um, it's just not that much of that layer, I guess, if I had to take a guess of that. So, and then you have washer, you're constantly washing hands, it's exposed to the sun and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, and then it's bendy and yeah. It just doesn't hold up well. It's good to hear stuff like that because I've actually seen that before where people will get tattoos on their hands and it just doesn't look great after a few years. It starts to kind of like, not dissipate, but warp. And it looks much different than, say, initially it looks way better. So that's yeah, what happens, yeah, right? Yeah, it just doesn't age well. So you got to explain this to people like on regularly and stuff like that. And yeah, have a good attitude about it even though they might be like kind of like um, pushing back or whatever. They don't want to listen to you or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. that sounds difficult, you know, because you're you're let's be real, you're a professional in your field. You've been, you've been doing it for so long. Uh-huh. So to have someone that doesn't know what they're talking about kind of give you pushback on it, it's like, dude, how are you gonna explain to a professional? The yeah, line of but it's just like because you're dealing with their body, you know what mm. I mean? And so like this, they 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 really want to. Some a lot of times, some people they want to be in control of what goes on, you know mm. them, you know what I mean? And that's understandable, you know, but yeah i think uh the best way to approach it is like find someone you like like really like and want to get work from and let them do your thing let them do their thing just tell them what you want you know let them mm-hmm. do their thing because you came to them because you like their work and the work they produced that you like most likely they did on their own and they just ran with an idea that they were given with you know what i mean and they created that for the most part by themselves yeah. i mean uh, yeah like but say, that's you being an artist that's like right. giving you free reign as an artist to do what you want and do what you do best right exactly so yeah it's hard to find stuff like that too you know like i find it honestly beautiful the fact that you do what you do for a living because you're literally putting together living art or art on something living and that's even more terrifying because that's one thing that kind of steered me away from the profession like having to bring a needle to someone's skin someone something alive Right. You know, I mean, what was it like when you first started tattooing? Was that difficult for you? Like tattooing a live person? Tattooing is difficult for me to this day. Mm. It's like, I mean, like it's easier than when I first started, but it's still always a difficult thing. Like it's, it requires a lot of focus and like, uh, just attention to detail and like, uh, yeah. And, um, working with people and making sure they like it, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's difficult even to this day, but it's, it's a like for me I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else you know what i mean like i really enjoy it i mean i enjoy it yeah i just enjoy the whole like the whole process of it you know like i just love tattoos you know what I mean? yeah i can tell because like yeah. you guys may not be able to see it but like the smile on david's face is so big and genuine you know yeah and that's I, just, a big like, thing. I just enjoy doing it you know what I mean? it's fun it's like it's like satisfying to do a good tattoo you know like wow oh, that looks great you know what i mean it's just I don't know something about it. <laughs> I kind of want to figure it out, but we'll talk about it more as time goes along. It just looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean? yeah, like you make you leave the person feeling happy, yeah. and you literally made this from nothing. You used your mind, you yeah. used your body to create something out of yeah. thin air. Yeah. And when they're happy with it too, oh, that feeling of gratification—it must be overwhelming. Well, so I have this thing in my head, like where, like, I feel like um, there's certain things that are part of life that mm. people are just naturally attracted to without mm-hmm. anybody having to um explain to them explain to them what is attractive about it right you mm-hmm. know what i mean and i think tattooing i think drugs i think food i think sex art music all that all that falls under art right like i think those are things that people uh are just 
alcohol, caffeine, that's all drugs, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think people are just naturally attracted to that, like primitively, you know what I mean? And so I just got goosebumps, bro, because it's true. It's you know, true, like, you know. What I, mean? I, I want to try drugs. I want to try mushrooms and acid, and I want to get more tattoos. That's my goal in life—to be fully tatted. Yeah, on my neck too, like you are. Like this, this is beautiful, man. Thank you, but yeah. So I, I, th- I feel like people are just naturally like want to do that. You know what I mean? Like people naturally want to eat, and people naturally want to have sex, and people, nat- oh, people want to fight too. I think. Oh hell yeah, hell so yeah. That's a, that's a that's a big thing that's like a part of like uh, like people as a like as a biology. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in our DNA and tattoo is part of that yeah. that's why tattooing has been around forever like, like I remember people saying like oh it's gonna be a fad or it's a fad or whatever like it's you know what I mean and it's just like how is it a fad like it's like people been getting tattooed for fucking ever you know yeah. what I mean like, I remember the single what, what is it called when they use one needle and they tap it there's a s- that's like so in Japanese that would be tabori Tabori. But in like uh, in Polynesian or like uh, Samoan culture it, it's called tatao I believe tatao yeah like hand tap, hand mm-hmm. poke, but um, sorry to get you off track. I just no, I got no. super intrigued. You know, you know how we yeah. know what happens when your mind gets intrigued by something. Right, right, right. But we're talking about drugs, sex, just like the human nature and how we're intrigued by things that are, I would say, unorthodox or that society tells us we can't do, like drugs. We can't fuck too much. We can't do this. Or we can't do that too much. Like it's the whole idea of taboo. You think right. about it. You know, like food is one thing. You got to eat, but tattoos, like you know how it is. Like people will judge you based on what you look like that's like what their eyes are drawn to is like what sight the way you look the way you smell and like what you're wearing right it's like ways that people can like put together an image of you and whether or not the image is healthy is up to the person portray or seeing you yeah you know because i may see you and see someone that can motivate people and that can inspire others but some other person may see you as someone that they don't want to affiliate with for whatever right, reason their right. upbringing it's just it's hard to explain human nature yeah but it's not completely off either you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because i could understand why somebody would not want to associate with me because like i mean fucking knowing the things i know about myself you know about the past you know, yeah. yeah everybody has like a freaking past you know what i mean and so like hey i'll be understand because like i have a criminal record and shit you know what i mean as do i i'm a felon yeah. Right. Okay. We'll talk so, about that off podcast, yeah. <laughs> or off off the episode. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, understand when I have tattoos and shit like that, and then also people like I think tattoos have that stigma, like uh, for a reason is because like again it goes back to like like you know, ancient times. You know, like I think a lot of people who had tattoos were like warriors. You know what I mean? And you um, get like different war, different like tattoos for different like kills or different achievements. Exactly. I guess? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a there's like a danger element to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, so people yeah. are attracted to things that are dangerous. I would uh, say that makes sense, right? What are you saying? Because you know how like earlier we mentioned drugs, sex, um, uh, tattoos. Yeah. It seems like for whatever reason, because we live such a cushy lifestyle. Because uh, think about it, like we're not exposed to danger on a daily basis. No, not at all. Not like we used to be. Like when right. we were cavemen, we would have to fight and like gather food and go hunting and like be put yeah. at life's mercy the mercy of the universe but now we're so complacent like i can sit here and not worry about dying i don't gotta worry about a lion coming up to me and eating me alive right i think the most dangerous thing we do to uh like in this day and age is driving right and yeah. that's why people are so like defensive when they drive you know what i mean when they get cut off or something like that because like that's the most danger they put themselves and they don't in, fight right? either so they'll let all that like right, exactly. untapped into rage out doing road rage exactly exactly that's why i'm the complete opposite of that now like after jujitsu you know what i mean for example it's like i fucking trained jujitsu and i just got all that rage out of me that like that anger the or primal whatever. feeling yeah that you exactly had you know what i mean and like jujitsu makes you like 
like it makes you aware it gives you it like breaks your like ego down and like i feel like it builds you up too you know what i mean because like in a healthy way too because like now like you have this confidence of like you know what like i don't want to fight you or i don't want this com- physical confrontation with you because you know what like i can actually fucking hurt you and i don't want to do that you know what I feel I mean? the same way like you, you, know you walk mean? into the room differently because i talked to my buddy about this a while back like once we started training jujitsu and like Gaining that knowledge, we walk into a room differently. Right, for sure. Like for confidently. Sure. Yeah, like but in a healthy way, not like hey, I'm better than you, right? Oh, but it's just, just like, but like in a way, like you feel like you can really defend yourself, you know what I mean? And not have to like bash the guy's fucking face in, you know what I mean? Because like, that's what it was before. Right, it was right, like exactly. as much pain as quickly as possible. Right, right. In regards right. to like fighting. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just like blitz the guy, right, or something. Yeah. Just like and like fucking bang that shit out, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, well, like that's not you had as much calm like fucking gentle way of fucking uh putting someone into a submission yeah or like, or like to just can't control them right and mm-hmm. um i guess hence the name the gentle art right yeah because i mean so, think about it like if say for instance you and i were to be friends and we hang out uh-huh. if you were kind of like volatile and i couldn't really gauge a reaction if someone came up to you and said something and i had to worry about going to jail because of like our actions together because if you fight i'm gonna fight too right that's how i was raised right you know but if i had to worry about going to jail because you accidentally hurt someone mm-hmm. it's not worth it we have to think about it logically like oh can we talk about this can we defuse the situation first and foremost and if not how can we put them into a submission without hurting them too much right because i don't want to go to jail not again i'm sure you don't want to like deal with any jail any incarceration no legal issues yeah, yeah. Like, no no legal issues because i'm trying to live my best life yeah and i can't live my best life incarcerated no that's the opposite yeah it's, it's, it's hell like <laughs> being in jail life. is hell yeah that's the worst life <laughs> yeah and i mean think about it like if you do go to jail you'll end up um falling back on your your tattoo skills i'll end up falling behind on jujitsu imagine jujitsu like you can't do jujitsu in jail no, not yeah, at all. Hell no. Like, you just could think about it, like if something pops off, like all right, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm brought this guy real quick yeah, or something, you know. But it's a little different in jail, you know what I mean? I feel like because like it's more of a mob thing, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like, it's like, like you can't armbar 15 fucking people. Exactly. You, I mean, you could do like a one-on-one situation, I guess. Yeah, that, but then they're gonna you know, bring anybody people. who sees that will be like, okay, like he knows the shit. Oh yeah, so they may back off. But even then, like yeah, it's the whole idea of like living your best life. Like yeah. if you want to live your best life, you got to do the everything you can to ensure that you know making money, improving yourself, making sure the people around you prosper because if you do well i'm happy for you bro that means i can i have a friend to talk about I, I, if someone needs a tattoo i'm gonna be like, oh david i got my boy david is great at tattoos you can check him out if you like his stuff then consider it you know stuff like that but it's the whole idea of community that's what jujitsu has brought for us as well because we you know we train together at logic bjj yeah uh we train with lucas hochas you know yeah. and i mean it's just it's beautiful you think about it because otherwise how would we have met outside right. of that occurrence right it really is a cool thing like uh, i'm really uh happy and like appreciative or grateful that i found jujitsu you know what i mean when did you start training by the way i actually started training at in 2017 oh word yeah but i was like con- there's like shit come going on in my life like uh, like just off the mats and just so i didn't pick it back up until like a year and a half later so i did one month i i walked into zr at the time and I, I did one month there and I stopped for a year and a half after that month. But I just remembered like, I remember feeling that in my head, like, I'm going to pick this back up again, but I just can't do it right now in this time of my life right now. There's mm-hmm. just other shit going on. And like, I'm just, and a year and a half later, I was like, you know what? Like, I was at a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I, I think I want to pick this up again. You know what I mean? And I, I started up at another school in Orange County um, called Grappler Studio. And uh, I did four months there, and again, life popped up. 
So at this point, I have like five months of actual jujitsu, which isn't shit, if it's, especially if it's been inconsistent, <coughs> right? Mm. But anyway, so um, yeah, so I, I did four months there, and then I stopped for like another four months, and then I picked it up again, and then I went on for like eight months, and then uh, COVID happened and shit. Oh yeah, that was, a, then, that was uh, a blow to everybody. And then I was out for like a year and a half, and then I, I've been back like May, June, July. August. Oh, it's funny. I think I started around the same time as you. Five months, five months, five months. So, yeah, but I was doing the math and shit, and uh, I think I got like a. Yeah, I, I think I had like a year and a half as a white belt. Yeah. So you're you're above schedule or. Well, the, so they say like it, it is a little bit so because I think typically like it should take like. Uh, like if you've been training often like i'm talking about three to four times a week mm-hmm. it should take maybe like a good year like maybe a little bit over a year to get your blue belt you know what i mean if you mm-hmm. come in with some grappling experience like maybe judo or like some wrestling and stuff like that it should take you maybe like if you're really like if you're a really good judo player or like a really good wrestler high school college wrestler or whatever like maybe like six months to nine months or something Damn, like that okay you know, which would be a quick promotion you know what i mean mm-hmm. And then on the the later end would be anywhere from like a year and a half to like two years, you know what I mean, to as a white belt, and so and that's my opinion, you know what I mean. I ain't nobody fucking in not yet. In time, we'll get there. But um, but I think that's I think it's safe to say, like you know what I mean. And so, and I, what was it about the sport that like kind of took you by not took you, but that kind of like captivated you? Because I felt the same way too when I first started training. It was uncomfortable, of course, but. Would you be able to kind of like talk more about? Yeah, uh, so I have a martial arts background, anyways. Being Asian and Korean, like of course, like I did Taekwondo. I was gonna. I was about to guess. Yeah. I did Taekwondo. I actually competed at Taek- in Taekwondo really? as a kid. Yeah, like 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 how like you see like these little kids in jujitsu class, like they're competing and they're like, damn, those kids are gonna be good when they get older and stuff like that. Like I was there, I, I but in Taekwondo, mm-hmm. like honestly, I think anybody could say this, but like I mean seriously, like if I had stuck with it and like really stayed on that path, like I, I could have taken it to the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like I was good with it because like I was taking home trophies and uh placing at tournaments and stuff like that in taekwondo mm. and i was fearless as a kid because like freaking i'm like five six years old oh that could I mean? be part of the reason why you were a little more egotistical going up maybe right right yeah yeah, yeah i was because i have like an athletic background like i'm not like i wouldn't call myself like a freak athlete or anything like that but like mm. i, I played sports you know what i mean and mm. i was in um taekwondo and like i grew up with that you know and so jujitsu like um, I didn't find it until like way later in life, you know, but I still had that martial arts background. So, and uh, I grew up freaking, um, you know, in LA. And so like, you know, f- things would get physical there too. You know what I mean? Going to like LAUSD schools and Especially stuff like that. I know. Yeah, I know grew up I mean? in Echo Park, so I know also a little bit. Right, right. And so, and I think just being Asian in general growing up, like you have to defend yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with There's a being, lot of different um, things they would say, different... Um, racial remarks like chink or chino stuff like that there's know? like hurtful ones like really harsh ones you know what i mean that yeah. have like that hard like they, sound yeah, or like they, they like, hit like, you like, in the yeah exactly like, it's, it's okay. like it's almost like fucking saying like you know cunt you know it's just, yeah, like, it sounds heavy. hateful yeah it sounds yeah. heavy exactly and so like i know there was kids out there that would like get bullied or like have those like kind of uh, racial remarks said to them and they would like they would be too scared but not me you know what i mean i was the opposite i actually wanted the confrontation you know if something like that if i was disrespected in that way anyways i don't know how i got to that, that point no this is healthy conversation that's kind of yeah. why i do the podcast it's right. like we just spit while we have a good time during the conversation yeah, yeah. but but i want to t- yeah, tie jiu-jitsu. back into jujitsu. yeah <laughs> so, um, 
yeah anyways um so yeah jujitsu i didn't find it until like later in life right mm-hmm. and um oh this all comes back to like having like an ego and like uh being competitive and stuff like that and so jujitsu like i i just i when i knew about when i like learned a little bit about of like what it's about and stuff like that i was like you know what like i should like learn how to like grapple you know what i mean mm. because like it's not like i'm completely a stranger to like physical confrontations you know what yeah. i'm saying it's not like, it's just like i think i should learn how to grapple you know what i'm saying because yeah. like yeah like uh, like like how they market jujitsu like uh, i'm pretty sure I don't know if it was like early uh, or whatever. I think it was like Hoist or Horian Gracie or something. Like mm-hmm. they marketed it like back in the days when it first came onto the scene in the States that 90% of the fights end up on the ground. And so like... I you, remember that. You know I remember I mean? hearing like, that. That's a great marketing tool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is like... And it's like, damn, it's true. Like 90% uh, of fights do end up on the ground. So I was like, man, like that thought of like going to the ground like with somebody that knew how to like like hold those positions and like just uh, where i wouldn't be able to do anything like you know like that thought didn't sit well with me you know what i mean like and i don't think it should you know what hell i mean no, you shouldn't be comfortable yeah. knowing oh i can get my ass kicked if someone yeah. brings me man or hell no yeah hell man no. or women you know what i'm uh-huh. saying like you should know how to fucking defend yourself you know what i mean mm-hmm. or at least give yourself a chance you know what i'm saying a fucking chance you know what i'm a saying and so, yeah exactly you know what i mean and so me naturally being a uh, competitive growing up competitive and uh, having a martial arts background oh yeah and dealing with racism now it's time back in like mm-hmm. fucking you know and just being a, a person who knows that like you have to defend yourself in uh physically or verbally you know what i mean mm-hmm. and stand up for yourself in other words well uh, sometimes in life you know what i mean and so yeah that's what made me want to learn jujitsu because like i, I you know I, I feel comfortable on the fucking feet you know honestly you know i'm not like a world-class striker or anything like that no, but, but you can throw hands yeah you i can, can throw hands you know what i'm saying like i have like I, i'm like I, I, I feel like I generate a lot of power, you know what I mean? For definitely uh, for my size and stuff. And I'm not like small. I don't think I'm like small in nature. I'm like, you know, I'm like 5'10, 165 pounds. That's not a small person, you know what I mean? Like, it's not exactly a large person either, you know? Yeah, what but I mean? it doesn't even matter but your weight. Just, if you know what you're doing with your body, that's right. what makes you dangerous. Right, 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 right. But, um, but what I'm getting to is like why I'm comfortable, why I feel comfortable on my feet. It's mm. just like, cause like, I, I, I know, yeah, I can throw, I can throw hands and something like that. And so I was like, well, like I should learn how to grapple, you know what I mean? At the very least too, you know what I mean? Mm. To kind of match, you know? And then honestly, like it, yeah, it just looked fun too, you know what I mean? To, to go, yeah, you know? to, to, I also, yeah, classes. yeah, yeah, it looked, it looked fun and it looked, it looked interesting to be able to control somebody and like, uh, beat them without having to fucking smash their face or kick their head off you know mm-hmm. what I mean and uh, it is cool you know what I mean that's it really is yeah. you know and like that's the crazy thing about it because I, I mean we picked up jujitsu around the same time I've been training for like maybe a year and a half uh, well I came back into it when like you started I think mm-hmm. I was right. actually training before then. oh right 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 yeah. right. sorry you, you you trained with Chris right and, uh, yeah I trained with a few other people, people? Uh, which or, person uh, that, long hair no, he's uh, he, he I, I gave him cauliflower or fucking. It might be young. I don't it know. could be young, but yeah, but we yeah. we trained together and like we found a love for the sport because it's just it seems everything is much more wholesome, you know. Like what you talk about, like we have this primal nature that we need to get out. We will have this anger or this like primitive mentality that we just need to like get out. And with jujitsu, it not only makes you physically stronger and not only like strengthens your mental fortitude. But it makes you beefy as hell. So I don't really see a downside aside from injury. You know, that and the commitment, maybe like some of the money that you have to spend on it. But overall, you know, it's just, 
I guess the investment into yourself because that's what it is. You do jujitsu, right. you're investing right. time and money into yourself. Right, right. And I think that's the most important thing because some people will invest time and money and their efforts into other things that may not have such a good return. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're only going to have yourself. Right, right. Like when the market's shit, like the stock market's crashing and everything else is kind of going to hell. You still have jujitsu. Yeah, and I can depend on myself. If the world right. ends yeah. and I got to fight, fight people off, I yeah. know that I can depend at least myself from a few people. Yeah, I mean, it's priceless in that that way. Like, I feel like, like having the, getting the confidence that you get from jujitsu and like the peace of mind and like that anxiety that like it kills and stuff like that from like- I had anxiety a lot initially. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, from jujitsu or like the- Well, overall, just like as a- Or just like- um, Just like overall, you know, I wouldn't even want to go to like meet up with people because I had overwhelming anxiety. Right, right. Brought upon by, you know, other issues when I was growing up. The the benefits of jujitsu in that aspect, like it's priceless, you know what I mean? Because it just makes you a happier and like a better person. Way more well-balanced person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like, and like I said, you don't have to, um, you don't have to like get hit in the head or hit somebody in the head to do it, right? Mm -hmm. But you still do get injured. Like I'm injured right now. I'm fucking, I just came back off an injury and I got injured my first day back. Oh my God, I'm sorry, bro. That was pretty unfortunate. uh, What what was the injury? The first one or the second one? The one that you just got recently. The one I got recently, my arm popped. Oh, fuck. That stuff stuff is brutal, man. How's it feeling now? Is it feeling a little bit better? Or do you still feel It feels okay, but like I just can't turn it a certain way without it hurting a little. Okay, yeah. Then it's good that you're taking a step back for now. Yeah, so uh, hopefully like another, it's been a week now and, uh, uh, Hopefully, I'll, I'm going to see how it is next week. Hopefully, I can go back. I, I could go back right now, to be honest, but, like, I don't want to risk, like, getting it injured again or re-injuring it because, like, I know myself and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, it feels fine. I think I can go. Like, and then, like, you the know next day, day, you're like, oh, crap, I can't use my arm. That's yeah. your livelihood. You need, yeah. you need your arm for tattooing. Yeah, for sure. And also, it's just, like, I don't want to fucking hurt myself again, you know, because yeah. I just came off an injury again, you know what I mean? And then it, it, my injury was actually got like oh my god like i got a fucking arm bar three times in one day yo that's heavy by the same well, person or? actually no so this is what how this is how it initially happened so i was training with another guy another blue belt and uh he had my arm like in like some kind of a kimura grip or something like that mm-hmm. and like uh i felt it like like tightening up so i was like before it tightens up even more like i was like let me just pull this out of here and i'm like as i was pulling it out like it was tightening up and i didn't Ooh. realize it and when i fucking pulled when i just popped it out like Oof. it popped it made a popping sound i was like oh shit and we both stopped he's like are you okay are you okay and i was like yeah yeah like uh it seems fine you know what i mean and i was like adrenaline running though, yeah yeah moment. but like i was like i don't feel like i'm having too much adrenaline right now so i don't know but anyways like i felt that it feels a little funny but i was like okay whatever and then i trained with somebody right after like uh we trained we switched partners and then i went with uh a, a, a black belt and then he armbarred me. Same arm too. Same huh? arm too. Bro. Like I wasn't really feeling it at that point though. You know what I mean? Because like oh. I was still. It just happened, and honestly, it wasn't that bad. But then later, I came back for a second class because I've been out for so long. I and I, my arm didn't. If it, it was a little tender, but I was like, you know what? Let me just go to class again. You know what I mean? And then I went with another guy, and freaking, I told him about the arm, and he knew about the arm, and like, I left it out there. And he totally forgot about it, and he freaking armbarred it. And then I like. I'm sorry, yeah. Like, if someone tells me about an injury, like I'll do my best to remember. But if I see an arm just straight up out there, I'm gonna go for like a key lock or a kimura. I'm gonna right, use that, right. That's you know? why I'm not really mad at him. I was yeah. like, man, I should have just left it out there for his ass because like it's hard to fucking stop yourself when you see that yeah. opportunity. You know, it's there. You gotta take it. Yeah, it's like a killer instinct. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. And just like I just fucking left it out there because I just assumed that he wasn't gonna go for it. Like I left it out there. I wasn't using it that much either because like I didn't want to like frame and stuff like that either because. I was on the bottom 
I wasn't trying to frame it like I don't know like maybe like have pressure applied to my elbow by him leaning on it or something mm-hmm. like that and so I kind of just fucking left it out there you know what I mean I just assumed that I yeah I wasn't doing much with it because it was injured you know what I mean and then he fucking like he took it yeah he took it we're gonna take and, it and that's what happens as soon as he laid it on I just fucking yelled and then he stopped and I was like I was like dude and he was like was that the one I was like yeah that was dude I was like and it just hurt it hurt like it made it hurt like 10% more like easily dude so I was like fucking um yeah so I don't wanna so I've been out like a week again you know do you think like the ego the egotistical um David before would've like gone to class and not really thought about the repercussions Cause now it seems like you're much more like well-rounded. So say for instance, like you were younger. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. The ego. Like keep training. Like yeah, I would have like, kept going. the injury. Like yeah, I actually make, I've no done problem. it. Yeah, I actually, really? yeah, I still do it to like my. That's what I'm saying. Like my ego's not all of it. It still like needs work on. You know what I mean? Because I still go train injured. And stuff. Yeah, I'm proud of you though, because huh? you made steps forward. Yeah, you know? that's, like, that's, that's, that's the thing ego. that you got to give yourself a pat on the back for for real. Thanks. But yeah, like the reason why I'm not training right now is because like, because I'm like, all right, you know what? Like, fuck my ego. You know, I just got injured twice in fucking like the past month and a half. You know what I mean? And I've been out like a month and a half now. You know, I, I've trained like one day like in the past month and a half. You know, and uh, yeah. I mean, you're out of it too because, say, for instance, you didn't take that second class, you didn't get the second injury. Maybe, maybe you'd be. That's all the time that we have for today. Um, do you happen to have any closing remarks by chance? Um. Not really, to be honest. I mean, how was the experience? The experience was great. It was cool. I mean, um, it was different. It was nice to actually have a conversation. That's yeah. why I like, <laughs> like with somebody. I don't really, um, yeah, like I said, I don't really get to have these like one on ones with people and stuff like that. Um, often, I don't, I don't think a lot of people do, to be honest. And if they do, like, I think it's pretty special. You know, it really mean? is, man. Yeah. Just, uh, you can always make these conversations happen. You know, mm-hmm. like just talk to people, network, and see who you vibe with because there's going to be people that you vibe with and people that you can't vibe with yeah but it's um i don't know who's down to do that you know what i mean i feel like it takes a personality like yours to kind of attract somebody be like yeah i will have a sit down and conversation with you because let me think about it you learn from me and i learn from you you're my teacher and i'm your teacher right but yeah you genuinely seem interested in it yeah because it's interesting which makes like someone like me be like yeah we'll have a conversation but like i don't know (laughs) if i if i feel like if i were to approach somebody like that they're like not really i don't want to know i talk to you you know what i mean i feel you i feel you You i've had that happen with some people before some people like wanted to like if somebody else other than you were to approach me i'd be like nah i'm saying you're genuinely friendly and got a smile on your face and seem very you know outgoing and cool and chill about just life in general so i was like yeah we'll get there together brother but it was great having you um honestly like we'll have more in the future let's just continue to work on ourselves improve ourselves and try to make the people around us better as well okay absolutely well appreciate you all thank you so much for taking the time to listen um we are going to be back um full swing so tune in for more in the future until next time everybody take care Mm bye-bye